Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk, everyone. You know, uh, today we have such a, a very special human being. Um, I've seen him grow up over the years. He's come to our prom for many years, and he can dance, and he's always, uh, you know, just a bright light. His smile will light up a room, and his enthusiasm for life is contagious. So I'm very excited to have uh, Trent Sullivan here. Welcome to the show, Trent. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> now, you go by the name, you like to be called Sully. Why is that? Uh, well, actually, the reason is, if everyone who knows Monsters, Inc., uh, James P. Sullivan is uh, the big purple and blue monster that saves the little girl. So I figured if I go by a cool name, might as well go by uh, Sully, just like... James P. Sullivan. Well, you know, when I think of Sully, I think about the the courageous pilot who landed the plane on the Hudson. So I think you could fit either one. You know, you're you're pretty courageous because, you know, um, you had your first transplant as a baby. You had a heart transplant at what age? Five months old. Wow. And how old are you right now? I'm actually 28 years old. Well, I know because you aged out of the prom, so now you you come back and help as a volunteer. But how many years did you come to the prom, Trent? So I've been going to the prom for about, I've actually, actually, the reason why I started coming to the renal prom is because of my kidney issues. And you know what? I heard about Lori and her and what she does from my doctors and they recommended me coming to this cool, you know, event with other kids that also had similar to myself's um, issues and being short. <laughs> We're taller than we look, okay? I you know say- what? We're giants to everyone else. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but I've been going. I've been going for about, I think, five years. Yeah, you've a long been. Time. You've been, I think it's even a little bit longer than that, because I, I can see you in several pictures, but you were, you had a heart transplant at five months, and then when, how old were you when you found out you had kidney problems? Now, I was at 18, actually, is when I found out. Okay, and then you had to have a kidney transplant, right? Yeah, uh, so I had a heart transplant when I was five months old. I actually was a high schooler in school, and... Ended up getting the call and finding out that I had a donor waiting wow. for me. Wow. Not, you know, two gifts of life. I mean. Oh, it, it's, I, my mom says that every single person that I meet, and even you would say this, it's, it's, it's a walking miracle, basically. It, it's a, a living for three. You know, it's so true. And, you know, when you're five months old, you really don't have the feelings because you didn't know you needed a heart transplant. I'm sure your parents were going crazy. But what were your feelings like when you found out you needed a kidney transplant when you were a teenager? Uh, well, as a teenager, you know, not a lot of information was given to me because, 
you know, the first time I we actually got a, a first call that said, hey, we have a donor, and it's a possible match for your son. Can you please come to the hospital? Like, okay, cool. So I ended up, you know, unfortunately, it, it wasn't a good match. So we're like, oh, darn. <laughs> you know, kind of having high hopes. And uh, so we kept on going. And then, yeah, like I said, Laurie, I was just a high schooler. Right. Going to school, doing normal school things. And all of a sudden, the nurse comes in and is like, uh, Trent Sullivan, I need to see you. I'm like, uh, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? She's like, well, your mom called me and said, and explained to me that, you know, there's a possible donor. You know, once I want to take your, take your lunch away, your wa- but you can have water. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. So I'm kind of like in my head, I'm like, okay, what did I do? <laughs> you know, you're getting called to the principal's office, right? And you're like, wait oh, a second, no. but it's for a good yeah. reason. They wanted you to get ready for a transplant and they have to make sure you don't eat. I mean, that's why they take your lunch away uh, because, yeah. you know, you know, you can't have any, you know, they say not eat after midnight if you're going to surgery. Well, when you have exactly. a transplant there, they, they're not sure what time you're going to surgery, so they want to make sure you're available to go. That's why they say don't eat. And then you sit and wait for 20 hours, 30 hours, and you're starving. But that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah. So, and, um, so not a lot of people know this, but when I was in school, I actually had a health and medical aid that I've had for... God, I would say a very, very long time. And now, um, but she stayed with me through first grade through 12th grade. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. And we talk nowadays for hours. She calls, she calls me her second son. That's so wonderful because, um, when you were going to school, I mean, you know, you're dealing with all these health issues. Um, you know, how did you overcome the challenges? You know what? The, 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 what I think what's the coolest part was I didn't think of myself as like, okay, I was this very short freshman going into the big real world of high schoolers where <laughs> every single person was a giant. And I'm like, going, I'm like, okay. Hopefully I don't get knocked over. Hopefully I don't get knocked over. Hopefully someone doesn't tumble me. You know, going around looking, I'm like, oh my gosh. But the the outcome of all of it was, you know what? I might have these issues, but I still got to experience the normal high school life. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did take special needs classes as well as regular classes. Mm-hmm. which was nice. So I got to experience the, the helping side and the independence. The independence side. The, the, um, the high school life where you get to... Um, I actually never went to school pretty much for my whole teenage junior years because I, I pretty much had homeschools. But I went to my husband's high school reunion and I was like, wait a minute, I don't know if I missed anything. <laughs> 
but um, because it can be challenging. And, um, you know, you've come every year to the prom and you talked about being short and I'm short, too. And, you know, people can be pretty cruel when you're that age. What was it like to see all, you know, there's different sizes at the prom because there's growth hormones now, but I didn't get any of those. So um, what what did you feel when you went to the you were taller? You're taller than a lot of people at the prom. (laughs) Yeah. I would say nowadays I'm I'm all I've gotten taller, but uh, not a lot of my nieces and all my sorry cousins are way bigger than I am. I'm like, okay, I'm just a little tiny human. <laughs> but going to the prom with all of these other kids and young adults, and you know them being having these issues, um, just made it more comfortable because it's like, oh my gosh. It's people just like me. Like, like I don't have to worry about what everybody thinks about me or getting knocked over or, you know, people looking at me weird. But I'm like, as I first entered the room the first year, I'm like, there's people just like me here. And that's, and then over the years, I, you know, kept on coming and, um, you know, eventually got to uh, experience the the prom life with all of uh, the Reno Support Network and all the kids, well, which did was you, amazing. Well, did you go to your own prom from your school? I did not, unfortunately, just due to, you know, everyone with their cliques and stuff in high school. You know, like, I hear you, Trent. You know, I've heard this over and over again that we have to grow up so fast with an illness. So we, you know, we have a brain of a 40 year old, but a body of a 12 year old. And it's really hard to sometimes relate to the, to our peers. Um, And there's so much pressure put on the prom. And, you know, every prom, we always work with some seniors from Notre Dame High School and, and they come and be part of it. They actually say they have more fun at the kidney prom than their own prom because. You know what? That's it. That's very cool. Well, and it's because, you know, it's such a, it's, it's really, the prom is really a celebration of life and how, and how so many people have overcome so many adversity and they're just out enjoying life. Um, and, uh, I'm so, I'm so glad I'm planning the 23rd prom here. I'm actually, I can call myself a prom queen now. You are? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say you're, no, you're not the prom queen. You are the queen. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's very sweet of you. Um, but it's been it's been such a, a beautiful gift to be able to host this prom for 23 years. And um, I'm going to do it as long as I can because I know being a teenager and a young adult with kidney disease is probably the loneliest I ever felt. And it's because you're... You know, you're you become self aware, and you're you know you realize kids are not always nice, and uh, and it's good oh, to absolutely. have that support. So, so tell me how you how you cope. Do you have any tips or tricks, and how do you stay so positive? Well, you know what's funny is uh, you're not the only person who's asking that same question because almost every person that I meet has literally ended. How can I have your personality? I was like, well, you know, I mean, I look at it as like every day is a new day. And God, I mean, God has given us, us, you, me, Lori, and 
a whole bunch of the kids that get to go to these proms is a gift. I mean, how else do you know? There's no other organization that I ever know that uplifts other kids and be like, like, oh, I get to meet people. And then I use that as like, well, this is what I'm, this is my story. And this is what I go through. But you know what? I take it one day at a time. And you know what? Every day is a good day. You know? It's every day. We may have bad days. And we might have bad, but we might have bad days. But you know what? You always gotta, you always gotta treat yourself on those days. Exactly. And I, I follow you on Facebook and I know you have some hobbies and activities. You like to golf, right? I, yes. I actually just recently started playing golf. Um, about a month ago with my family and it was probably the coolest experience of all. And you know what? I think the one thing that, that I kind of learned from it was it's a lot. It, it's a lot to do and your body doesn't know how to keep up. You know, like you're doing these fun activities and you're like, well, wait. Well, it's like, well, wait. My body is back here. I'm over here. You know? Like, <laughs> I that's have, how I look at it. Yeah, I have too much ambition for my body sometimes, too. Um, um, what other hobbies do you have? Well, you know, uh, right now is um, I'm just take, helping a lot of people. You know, uh, right now, I, mean, like, I help my brother and sister. They have two children each. So now I'm actually an uncle of four. Oh, which wow. is very cool, which I would have never thought in my whole life I would have ever, ever get to hold four babies in four different times, I should say. Not all <laughs> at once, but four different times, and I'm good at it. And, they, and my, my one niece, Palmer, she, she the other day, I'll give you a prime example. My niece, she was on FaceTime, and she was telling me, she said, Uncle, you be troll for Halloween. I'm like, Oh, oh. And I looked at my mom and said, you know, frozen. I'm like, oh, oh. So I'm getting told, I, so <laughs> I'm getting told by a two-year-old what I'm going to be for Halloween. <laughs> so, uncle, so uncle is going to be a troll for Halloween or, but also two-year-old. She's like the other day, she's like, uncle, you be Kristoff. like, <laughs> hey, what do you want me to be, child? Do you want me to be... Christoph, you want me to be the troll? <laughs> but I also, well, the good thing is because of I'm so helpful, um, I help my grandparents. And because uh, my grandfather has Parkinson's and, and dementia, so I help out my grandmother a lot more and it, more than more than what she needs. And, and honestly, it gives her a break too because as we all know, you know, we all have a ta- caretaker, right? Yes. I mean, my yes. caretaker is my mom. Yeah, I hear her in the background. Yeah. And yes. what would you say to your mom right now on air? How supportive has she been? Oh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I wouldn't have it any other way of having my mom around. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a prime example if I say why. When I was in the hospital by myself at UCLA, it was nice that, like, I could literally just call out my mom and be like, so what you doing? Like, oh, nothing. Two hours later, oh, what you doing? Uh, nothing. Just chilling. 
And then so we just talked for hours. And what is beneficial of having my mom as a caretaker or my, I call her quote unquote doctor. Um, because she knows every little thing about me. It's just a true blessing, really. I mean, you got having my mom around for basically life has been a real blessing because not a lot of people are as blessed as to have the greatest support, like, like in general, you know? I mean, it is. You've got to have that. It's, you know, it's, I, I agree with you, Trent. You know, everybody has different levels of support and, you know, you know, I, I grew up in a family that was supportive, but also had some, you know, illnesses of their own and addiction. You know, my mom and grandma were both alcoholics and, and, you know, so at times I didn't have the support I needed and it was really difficult. And, you know, I had to find friends and family and, and create my own support network. And then ultimately I created RSN and I have the biggest support network. Uh, I know if I sent out an email and said I needed something, I'm sure you I know would get people would hundred. Oh, I know a hundred percent people would jump on like, okay, Lori, I'll help. Uh, oh, hey, no. I'll help these days. Well, you have to create your own network if you don't have one. And, and I'm, I'm exactly, you know, um, so and to wrap up, because I think that, you know, you, you, your kidney transplant and a heart transplant recipient, um, how long has your kidney been? Your, your heart's been almost 27 and a half years, right? Yeah. So it'll be 28 years in December. And I actually just late this year because of COVID, I did a late celebration. I ended up getting, I ended up celebrating 10 years at, uh, at a brewery with all my friends and family. Well, which is funny is I don't drink. <laughs> so you had a 10 <laughs> I don't year, drink. you had a 10 year kidney anniversary. I did. And you peed all you could pee, right? I mean, oh, that's God, a bad yeah. joke. That's a bad joke. But, um, <laughs> so what advice do you have to give to your, you know, people who are struggling with, you know, just dealing with an illness, needing, you know, dialysis, transplant, heart and kidney. I mean, you are a a, a, a walking miracle, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I was the one, the one, number one, number one thing I would say is always have the support group. That's your number one thing. Two, find someone you can link to. You know, find someone who you can talk to. Someone that you could, you know, that is there for you because it's, uh, it, I think of it as a two way street, right? It's always going to be two way street. I help you, you help me. And you know what? The outcome's going to be great. So I think the number one thing for people out there, they're dealing with like dialysis or going through doctors and issues and labs and being poked and which we all know is no fun by the way, right. which we all know being poked is so fun. But, you know, think of it as something that will change your life, right? I mean, well, every day is a gift. It is. So you've got to think of it as, hey, well, you know, I might have to go through all these sets of fun things that I don't want to, but you know what? But at the same time, you're like, well, I could treat myself today because I 
how to go deal with labs or x-rays or something like that, you know, always treat yourself. Always make sure that you do stuff that you like. You know, for me, for me personally, not, not a lot of people know this, but I like to go and treat myself every day to a Starbucks and it's actually a specialty drink that I started when I was uh, younger due to, actually due to kidney issues. And I ended up going to Starbucks and, and I recommend this for anybody who loves milk. It's a one pump. It's a one pump of mocha. Kids cold chocolate milk with easy ice and whipped cream. And now, if you'd like a little bit more whipped cream, you could say a little bit. You could say extra, extra whipped cream. <laughs> well, and I think um, I think everybody knows your name at that Starbucks now, right? Oh, you know, it it, it got to the point where my sister in law, my brother, my sister would take me, and the people would be like, "Hey, try to help me on," and my sister would be like, "Really? Like what? What? <laughs> I'm here a lot. Respect." Well, and I think Trent, you you um, you made a really valid point. Um, you know, the the secret of happiness in life is helping other people, and I liked your your comment about you know creating a support network, but also being able to help others because sometimes I encounter people that. You know, they're like, I just need this. I just need that. I am this. I'm that. I'm this. And, you know, we all are struggling. But I have learned if you go and help somebody else or you, I mean, I like to rescue dogs, you know, and we have a little foster dog here. And, you know, there's always somebody worse off than you are. And it's uh, yeah. it's so important to just, you know, be, uh, be supportive of others, too, because everybody is going through something. And, um, and, you know, sometimes you'll get more bees with honey that's like, hey, you know, how are you doing? Let's go have some lunch and talk about life instead of calling them up and saying, oh, I had surgery and I did, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't handle it all. Um, yeah, you know. some, and sometimes, you know, you sometimes uh, the one thing I got to say is sometimes you got to be careful who, who you choose because yes. you got to make sure. It's the people that will stick with you thick and thin. Right. All through everything. And um, a prime example is um, my best friend. I've known him since third grade. He's a microbiologist right now, and he's going to get married. And you know what? He's the type of guy that why I say it all the time. It's like you need to have that one person or two, that you can trust. You don't need 10 or 15. You just need two. Two good people that you can be like, hey, man, or hey, you know, can I talk to you? And they'd be like, okay, what's up? What's bothering you? What's going on? And right. Which I've been very blessed is to have mom and my best friend that I've known for 20 years. Well, it is definitely quality instead of quantity. Oh, 100%. You always got to look at that way is, is you don't look at what you, you don't look at what you don't have. You look at what you do have, right? right? You got to look at like, I got an amazing family. I got amazing, you know, for me, it's, it's my amazing family, my amazing nieces and nephews, my, 
my my friends, you know, you guys like RSN and the people that do care. It's like that's that's my support group. Exactly. And you know, you hit on something and the literature is pretty strong out there. But people who have an attitude of gratitude survive. And, um, you know, I was reading this other study, if you practice gratitude for 21 days, and just write down and think about all the things you're grateful for, it'll actually change your mood. Um, And you know what? I feel like a lot of people should do that. Because you know what? Sometimes, not, I mean, we may have our days, but you know what? We've got to be thankful and grateful. And you always got to stay positive because you never know what tomorrow's going to be like, right? Right. Well, and I always I always say this, too, is that when you're miserable, the only person you're making miserable is yourself and probably some of your friends. But, um, oh, yeah, you know, choose happiness, right? Choose happiness. Choose happiness over misery. Exactly. Well, Trent, I am so thrilled to, you know, hear some of your story and share it with with our audience. And you are a true inspiration. Um, You know, keep up the keep bringing light and love to people. And we'll see you at the next uh, prom. Yes, 100 percent. Looking forward to it. And you get to be a chaperone. You get to be a chaperone. I'm going to put you in charge, okay? You All, can right. Be a sh- <laughs> All right. I like it. All right, Trent. Well, you have a wonderful day, and say hello to your mom in the background there. I will. Cheers to you, Mom. We need our moms. Oh, absolutely. Hey, moms are everything. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.